Assalamualaikum everyone. Welcome to another episode of our Quran journey where we explore and reflect on the secret verses of the Holy Quran through Quran tagging, Quran journaling and tadabur. As we are not trained and qualified asatizas, we do not do our own tafsir of the verses that we have selected. Our discussions are aided by tafsir resources such as books and videos. The strengthening of relationships with relatives, friends and humanity is important. Silaturahim also means to forge a bond with love and care, resulting in togetherness. Shawal is approaching us soon and High Raya Idil Fitri is also usually the time for us to strengthen Silaturahim. While it is a time for families and relatives together, there are those who are in conflict with each other, resulting in strained relationships. This week, we have Mirta who will be leading us in the Tadabur discussion on Silaturahim. Over to you, Mirta. Okay, thank you, Ra. Today, uh, focusing on Surah An-Nisa, and it deals largely with women's rights and the principles for the smooth running of family life and the ways to settle family disputes. So, in the Surah, rights of wife and husband have been allocated and the rights of orphans. It also teaches us the laws and regulations for the division of inheritance. If you read the Tafsir, it teaches Muslims the ways that unite a people and make them firm and strong to overcome the enemies of Islam who were hatching plots against Nabi Muhammad and the Muslim community even at Al-Madinah. It is saying that to overcome these struggles, right, uh, it starts with a strong family foundation. Islam places great importance on maintaining family relations. The first verse of An-Nisa says, O mankind, fear your Lord who created you from a single soul and from it created its mate and spread many men and women from the two. Be careful of your duty towards Allah in whose name you ask each other for your rights and fear the violation of the rights of the womb relations. Surely Allah is watchful over you. And Allah said this in first person and not through our Prophet Muhammad. In the Hadith Qudsi, it is reported that Allah said, I am Ar-Rahman, I created the Raham, which means the womb, derived the name for it from my name. Hence, whoever keeps it, the family ties, I will keep ties to him and whoever severs it, I will severe ties with him. Maintaining family ties is an obligation in the Islamic faith. This is to have good relations with one's relatives, to love, respect and help them. But what if your relatives are not good to you? The Prophet said, Do not ever severe your relationship with a family member, even if he severes his relationship with you. So cherishing blood ties is not observed in anticipation of uh, to get anything back or reciprocation, but the ties should be maintained for Allah's sake only even if this is done from one side only and overlooking the behavior of the other side in return. So there's no need to point fingers saying he or she did it first. That's why I do the same to them. The messenger openly states that regardless of their behavior, you should visit them. Regardless of their detachment, you should maintain your ties. Regardless of their offensiveness, you should reward them with forbearance or tolerance. And most importantly, never cease to include in your du'a that Allah grants them a change of heart for all the hearts are between his fingers and he flips them as he wills. 
the Holy Prophet also said, He who wishes that his sustenance be increased for him and his death day be delayed, then he should maintain good relations with his kin. Severing family ties is considered one of the grave sins which will not be forgiven except through a sincere tawbah, the kind of tawbah that involves other people's rights, meaning if you need to mend things with them and seek their pardon so that your tawbah may be accepted by Allah. So twice in the Quran, Allah severely warned those who cut off their blood relationships and family ties. Severing one's blood ties is an evil that may hinder you from entering paradise. Okay, so personally in my family, I have this uncle who hasn't been showing up for Hari Raya for a long time since I was in secondary school. So when I overhear things from my mom and aunties, uh, one of the reasons was that he was upset with the rest of his siblings for visiting my first uncle. So there's a long history of them at loggerheads and that my first uncle chased this estranged uncle around the kampong for who knows what lah. <laughs> so just imagine he's been holding this grudge since kampong time. <laughs> and my first uncle is already so old, so skinny and frail now. So regrettably, the last I saw my estranged uncle was at my arwa Nenek's funeral. I don't think he talked to anyone. Only his wife and children talked to us. I feel like this kind of mindset is quite sad and pointless lah, to hold on to grudges until your old age. I think even when we disagree with each other, we can agree to disagree respectfully. And it's better to ask forgiveness from each other as soon as possible instead of dragging it out. Because you know how how the longer you wait to say sorry, the harder it gets. Yeah, that's my sharing. Thank you, Mirta, for sharing with us on Silaturahim. So on fostering ties of kinship, I would like to share one of the hadith on kindness to relatives that I came across in uh, Al-Adab Al-Mufrad, A Perfect Code of Morality by Adil Salahi. This hadith was related by Al-Bukhari, Muslim, and Al-Nasai. Rasulullah wasallam emphasized to his companions on the importance of kindness to relatives. He mentioned that it is one of the best deeds to ensure one's salvation in the life to come. So the hadith goes, Abu Ayyub al-Ansari said, A Bedouin came to the Prophet when he was traveling and said, Tell me what will bring me closer to heaven and keep me away from the fire. The Prophet answered, Worship God, associating no partners with Him, attend regularly to prayers, pay the zakat, and foster ties with kinship. So while the first three are essential aspects of Islam, fostering ties with kinship is next in importance. As we reflect on Mita sharing, I would like to hear some of your thoughts. So maybe we can start with Farah. So for me, what I'm getting from this ayat is um, we need to have taqwa to Allah when dealing with family. Um, because like Mirta say lah, sometimes it can be toxic. You don't want to be in the same room with them if possible. But but if we are going to chase Jana and Jana is our goal, then we should do what Allah is telling us to do, which is to uh, not to have a kinship, right? So in order to do that, to face that person, we need to have taqwa to Allah. We need to remember that we are doing this for Allah. And that taqwa is the one that sets us apart from others. Uh, we we are we are all basically the same. Um, we are. I mean, in this ayah, it says... Um, who created you from one soul and created from it, it, it mate. Um, so basically come from the same place, right? What sets us apart is uh, our taqwa. 
So when you have taqwa over relationships, it means you have achieved taqwa. Because I really think it takes a lot to um want to maintain a relationship when it really drains you. Um, macam I don't know for for okay personally for like for the not the longest time lah. Dulu lah when I just got married, I uh, did not look forward to <laughs> gatherings because I did want people to ask ah, you having a baby. Uh, how many how many kids you want to have or like you know and things like that. Like I think it's still the same now. They're gonna ask ah. Uh, Arif needs a sibling. Oh, that's so annoying. I really don't like it. But yeah, so we have to tahan this for the sake of Allah. So I think I really like this kind of rulings because Allah is telling you how and what to do. And then it makes your life more peaceful instead of you gicari pasal, you know, that kind of things. So yeah, that's for me. Thank you, Farah. Personally, for me, I think it is okay to just keep a bit of distance from toxic family members or relatives because after all our mental health uh, is really uh, important uh, for us to for us to have a good i mean we are we should be in a good state of mental health but i mean with that said even though we are keeping you know just a bit of the distance we shouldn't just severe ties with them so maybe you know we we should still at least, we should still at least you know uh, check in with them you know met, uh, con- communicate with them you know, just mean, to maintain that those ties lah. But you know, but I think never under any circumstances for us to really just severe ties with them you know and not stop talking to them. So thank you Farah for your sharing. Uh, how about Ain? I think like what Rita shared right and Farah shared, everyone has like this family issue regardless whether it's immediate or not. So for my case. Being closer to, I mean, being a practicing Muslim, right, <laughs> lately. So, I have this thinking that, okay, everything has its reasons and, you know, um, it's already been, uh, it's all in the kadar and kadar. So, I shouldn't hold grudges too much lah, you know, just let it be in his control and have faith whatever is happening. Okay, for my case, right, mine is uh, happening with my immediate family member. So, it's very painful lah to 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 how to say ah? it to to bring this up because you don't want things to happen so badly but it's already to a bad state but uh, at this point i just want to wish uh, the best of everyone and i hope that time will heal lah. Uh, everyone's wounds and you know we <laughs> go out of our apa tu uh, comfort zone to 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 at least have a proper you no know, conversation yeah and I know and settle it lah I mean it's not yeah it, we are not severing ties but we don't want to even face each other and talk <laughs> yeah I think I think like no one wants to step forth but I understand lah I mean it takes a lot of courage I think it's very difficult to do so lah just have faith lah <laughs> just make no ah lah. Yeah. Yeah. Um for me maybe I'll just share a bit about uh for, for mine. I, I've had I've had my fair share of um strained relationship with my siblings, uh and even I think with my with my in-laws back then. So I mean I, I guess as cliche as it may sound, uh accents makes the heart grow fonder. So actually once after we reconcile, uh our our relationship got closer. Um it, I mean as for my siblings and even with, with my in-laws. So I think after all, like Malays always say lah, I really cincang takkan putus. So macam mana pun, 
whatever happens eventually you know when when you reconcile your your relationship with your siblings i mean that there will be that that episode that memory of what happened but but i guess if you really want to work work things out right i think i mean at the end it will still be okay lah um like for for i think for my for my relatives um i think like for my mom's uh, for my mom and her siblings i i believe that um there are some unresolved issues but i mean as a child what i will always do is to not feed onto that lah you know not to feed onto that um that behavior so i will always remind her just basically macam tak tak layan sangat lah you know all this all this family politics Yeah, separate yeah. ourselves from our parents. Like, if our parents have issues with uh, a certain relative, then we we should not have issues with the children of that relative also. Mm, correct, correct. It shouldn't like, you know, bring over to like gang up against the person or whatsoever. Mm. I think that's a, I think that's a common thing among, I don't know, like groups, <laughs> even in social settings. <laughs> I mean, you want to be angry, you be angry at their action. Okay, you be upset at their actions, but I think not with those related to them or even like them as a person. Yeah, lah. I think that there's a lot of things that we all need to still learn from, lah. I mean, if, I mean, uh, for for me, for for myself also. So, how about you, Nat? Okay, so uh, for me is uh, I find it very difficult because as much as we try, there are like relatives who refuse. Refuse, who just simply refuse, refuse to do their part. I mean, yeah, of course, we don't expect people to like really be nice, but just be amicable. But they they never try at all, and they choose to distance themselves. So for us, like mm. for my mom, she she's she will still like talk to them and say hi and everything. But even their kids are distancing themselves from us. Like for example, my wedding, I didn't have some rel- some very close relatives who didn't turn up, even though we invited them, and then like. Of course, there's a lot of things whereby they accuse and say that oh, we didn't really invite them, although we did, and everything. And I know like my parents try, but every time we try, it just comes back um with a lot of negativity. So we've just stopped, which is bad. I know we've stopped interacting with them. But um, so recently one of my uncles fell sick. Well, my dad still go and visit. So I mean, if they fall sick, yeah, we'll go and visit. But other than that, if it's You know, if somebody gets married or anything, if we don't get invited, we just don't bother. We've been to events like that, and then at the end of the day, we were like, "Oh, but I didn't invite you. Why did you come?" You know. So for us, it's just that uh, unless it's a death or somebody for sick, then we will go and visit us. Yeah, there's a bit of wouldn't say resentment, but you know, like sorry like that because you don't want to. Because at the end of the day, whenever we meet, it's uh the things that they say just hurt the feelings. So we we end up just like you know getting more angry instead of it ended up be, being like a bitching session after that. From the takeaway from the surah today, I I feel that it's difficult, but I think we should just do ah for the person and even if the person don't want to keep in contact with you, just do ah. Hopefully one day, you know, Allah will open his or her heart to mend ties with us. Like I think Ustaz Nizi Wahid I read somewhere that he said that if like your relative, even if they are mean to you and all that. Um, you should try to, you know, especially if they're sick, just try to keep in contact lah. But for like my relatives, they don't even, they change number and you don't even know. So there's no way, even when they move house, you don't know where they stay. So there's no way of like keeping in contact with any of them. So thanks Nat for sharing. Um, I think, I mean, every family has their own set of relationship problems uh, with siblings, with relatives and all that. But I think 
it's great to hear when you know when when we when we do try to to be the bigger person in the conflicts and not add on fuel to the fire you know make it even worse lah at that note you know we hear about you know the the relational ties is not being you know it's not improving and all that for you how will you try to maintain the silaturahim or harmonious relationship that you have uh, with your family and relatives uh, maybe we can hear from the 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 person who's uh, leading today Merita for me i i follow all my cousins on social media yeah mm-hmm. so every time i see something that I can react to. I just talk to them lah. I just uh send a heart or send a smiley face. That's how I stay in touch with them ah. Because we are actually not that close in the first place. Like because they are all quite young. <laughs> <laughs> And so yeah lah. That's just my way to keep us together lah. You know when if our parents die, then who who do we visit right? Like we if we are not close to our cousins. So that's my way of keeping in touch lah. <laughs> that is what my mum will say ah. Um, kalau aku dah tak ada, uh, apa, kau tak takkan kau tak nak pergi rumah saudara mana, that kind of thing. So I think, I mean, in a way also my mum, my mum does uh, remind me to, uh, she she do remind me to actually maintain contacts lah with um, saudara mana. I mean, even though it's not often, but I do, I do try. Yeah. But it's also a bit difficult to maintain, you need know, to contact like Nenek Zara out of a sudden, once a year, jumpa, raya, then out of a sudden I call, eh, eh Nenek, how are you? That kind of thing. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit hard lah. It's, it's a bit awkward lah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So how about Nat? How how would you maintain uh, Silaturahim with your family and relatives? Okay, so I'm a bit biased. Like I'm closer to one side than the other side. I think everybody has that. So what I do is that um, I call up on my auntie once in a while. I do visit them, but now with the, with the I can I, I send them food um, of course contact list. Yeah, so um, I do check up on them. But uh, when I say cousins, I just have a few cousins that very far. I have a few cousins who I follow on social media, but the rest, like, we really don't keep in contact at all. I guess, um, I think, like, some cousins don't even know their cousins. I don't even know my my like my dad and my my dad and mom as aunties and uncles so for those cousins is like i think it's very difficult uh, i don't know how we are we are ever gonna mend our relationship but um yeah for whoever's been around i think we just try to maintain it by calling on them like checking up on them once in a while if not via text like calls or just social media Yeah, I mean now that with in this modern society, I think the is the most convenient way of keeping in contact is through social media, like what Mirta did. I mean, if you don't want, I mean, if you don't have a reason to talk, you just react to you just react to their posts, give them heart, that kind of thing. <laughs> okay, so how about you, Ain? I'm trying to be more positive, so uh, not to like hold on to grudge so much, lah. I think it really will be the end of us <laughs> and then so I think uh, okay like I said to my immediate family member uh, I hope that you no, know, I will pray that uh, she will you know she will open up uh, open up to us again and hopefully that she will uh, accept us lah and then to be a good example to her daughter I hope that um, her daughter grows up well it's because we are taking care of her lah so 
we hope that um we will do a good example of bringing her up as a soleha <laughs> apa insyaallah uh, as, as a person who remembers her, her family and god so i hope that it reflects well on her and the mom is able to see that uh, we put in a lot of hard work lah Inshallah, I mean. Inshallah, I mean. Yeah. How about Farah? Um, this might be odd, but I actually need, or I rather, or rather, I actually see my husband's family more often than I see my own family. <laughs> I understand. <laughs> yeah, I understand, understand. Yeah. Because they have more gatherings, right? Yeah, yeah and like it, sometimes it gives you this feeling, much like envy. Like, why is my family not meeting as much as them? It could even be like once a month or twice a month uh, especially closer towards the end of the year where where the feeling is more festive and then we'll meet and then I find that yeah, just because because we meet so often right so I find myself like it's easier for me to talk to them mm, and then my own uh, my own family so much um, yeah lah it's yeah I mean yeah I would love to maintain that I mean it's it's good but on my family side I think I've been trying to like make them gather at one place like maybe my parents house or somebody's house but it's really really hard because together you need people to put in equal effort as you right like you you, you need them to want to come some other don't yeah lah you either you know like you completely scrap or you continue to fight for the gathering I'm still trying to to try to plan this even though <laughs> I just circuit breaker so maybe I don't know next year then yeah, and uh, like Mirta does also lah, I, I, I keep in contact with my cousins through Instagram, social media, hardly, I hardly text them. Yeah, sorry cousin. <laughs> well, um, okay, when, when I was younger, right, I think when, um, in preschool, my extended relatives, my mom's side, because my dad's side are all in Malaysia, because my, my dad is the only one who was born in Singapore. So my maternal relatives, we have this uh, year annual picnic, no? Like ramai-ramai will, will, no, we will see will bus, that kind of thing. So after that, you know, because after after everyone, you know, the adults started having conflicts with each other. So we stopped meeting up, that kind of thing. So last year, actually on New Year's Eve, my uncle planned for a picnic or, or a barbecue rather. Uh, so Alhamdulillah, you know, it was, it, it was just a very random thing. And then, okay, I won't say almost everyone, but the turnout was pretty good. And we haven't had that gathering in like, I don't know, 20 over, how old am I now, 33? 20 over years. <laughs> we haven't had one such gathering in 20 over years. So it felt good to, you know, for everyone to just come together, set aside all differences. Yeah, like, like you know, just like Farah. I mean, I, I understand, like, you know, like we, you know, when, when we have one family that is, one side of the family that's all, um, you know, um, have this very close-knit relationship while we try to replicate the same thing on, you know, on the other side of the family. But, you know, it's not working out. Yeah, so I I can, you know, I can understand where, where you're coming from lah when it comes to this. But I feel like, much um, it's easier to come together when you have uh, elderly in the family, like uh, grandmother, grandfather. It, you, you know for sure people will look beyond their petty arguments yes. <laughs> to come <laughs> Yeah, so I think that really helped a lot. And now my, I only have like one in it left. And yeah, we do gather. I mean, my mom's side. So yeah. Uh, and then your, the the picnic story, it totally reminded me of those times dulu when we used to go camping dekat Changi Beach. Oh my God, siap dengan generator everything. <laughs> it's a, it's a very Malay thing, but 
I, but I, I love it lah. I really love it. Yeah, <laughs> Even though kena sambun sampai tak boleh buka mata. <laughs> yeah, it's such a family thing. It's such a Malay family thing. So, I mean, for for you guys, do you have any um any fond memories of of you and your your relatives, your family having a good time together? Not. Uh, we used to like go out with my uncles. We used to take trips to Malaysia. And then we used to go bowling together and when we were young, we like played together. But as we grow older, somehow the that word, perangai change and then it's like when we meet, we don't talk at all. It's like you don't, you don't know how to talk. So it's, it's a bit sad lah. I, I don't have, unfortunate, yeah, unfortunately, I don't have gatherings like picnic and everything together with my uncles and aunties. But what we do was like we'll get a few families and we'll go to Malaysia or we'll go bowling. But yeah, uh, that was when we were younger. Then yeah, like you say, as the grandparents pass away, there's a lot of conflict over everything and they just go their separate ways. And then especially now, everybody's married and have their own kids. We don't even like, we only meet really like twice a year or like when somebody has like a kanduri or, you know, a baby shower thing. Uh, and even then, you don't really meet everybody at one go. It's that people still avoid each other. But I have my favorite nephews that I always bring out. So unfortunately, now with the CB, I can't even see them. So yeah. Thanks, Nat, for sharing. How about Ain? Uh, I think mm. Hari Raya lah is something that we always look forward to because uh, the like typical Malay families, we have this huge lorry, like how many tan kind of lorry, you know, that everyone just hop at the yeah. back. Uh, slip, pan- slip panjang ke, uh, baju ketat ke, masih <laughs> boleh kena <Yeah>. naik juga. <laughs> <laughs> Huh? Imagine huh? the the ones the lorry yang kena tutup pintu kan and then they open just a small bit. Oh, oh my god. god. <laughs> it's so a claustrophobic nightmare. <laughs> Never felt claustrophobic back then when we had those kind of, you know, if you tell me now I might be but previously like never had claustrophobia Dulu macam ab- from adventure. being that kind of lorry. Dulu macam yeah. Yeah. adventure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I think yeah. as, as you grow older all this fear started coming in ah. Huh? Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. How about me? So, <laughs> I used to, uh, my family used to like rotate houses every month. So every month there's a gathering at each family's house. Yeah, but after a while it stopped. I don't know why. Maybe people got busy, or maybe no <laughs> no money. Tak cukup pulus because every every time uh, we have to chip in like fifty bucks lah for that gathering each family. Uh, yeah, but now. With my close cousins, what I do is we have play dates lah. That's a way to bond also with our mm. children, with the next generation. Yeah, yeah. So thank you, Mirta, for sharing, and everyone else too for your, you know, for your memories and also your your takeaway of this session. So that's all for today's Tarabu session. If you like our content, please subscribe to our Quran Journey on Spotify, and we are on Instagram as well, same handle, where we share our Quran journaling and mini book reviews. Till our next Tarabu session, inshallah. Stay safe and take care. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum. Assalamualaikum.